we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sacktown Talks. Today we have Senator Melissa Hurtado joining us once again. Melissa, how's it going? And thanks for joining us. It's going well. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, excited to speak with you all about water. Yeah, just kind of a lot of things, you know, even though you were on here only like a few months ago, a lot of things have changed so far. Uh, can you kind of give us a little update about what's going on with you and in your district, you know, has, has changed a bit kind of, right? Yes, it has. It's changed. Uh, well, uh, my hometown of Sanger was, uh, it's no longer in my uh, current Senate district, but it, you know, my district is is still uh, all there outside, outside of Sanger and went from, uh, was running in Senate District 14, I'll be running in Senate District 16 now. I'm looking forward to continuing the fight for uh, for this region and for the Central Valley. Nice. So I guess you're gonna have to, I guess, move a little bit, a couple miles to kind of to stay in the district and, and run for 16. Is that right? That is correct. I'll be moving. I have moved already. <laughs> <laughs> leaving, leaving the hometown now. Wow. Uh, Scary oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I guess, you know, what the cool thing is, is I guess, you know, the, the issues are, are pretty similar and present, you know, always what's, what's big down there in the central Valley is the issue of water and kind of, you know, you've been making a lot of news lately about kind of you know, water in the valley and kind of, you know, you had that, you know, panel on dealing with it and kind of what, what are some of the solutions you guys have come about and kind of, you know, what are you thinking about how to solve some of the, the water issues down there? Well, I would say that um, water is not just an issue here in the Central Valley. I think water is an issue uh, for many people around the world. I mean, look, uh, there's going to be less water due to climate change. And the question becomes, how do we deal um, with the population that we have and the communities that we have with less water right. uh, in, in, in our own state, but also around the world, because there's going to be consequences to having less, uh, less water around the world, not just in the Central Valley, not just in the state of California, but uh, all around the world, it's gonna impact Californians one way or another. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of, figuring out what that what that looks like and how we're going to more uh, efficiently uh, manage the water that we have, the limited water that we have here. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Like we had so much water at the end of the year and right at the beginning and, you know, right in, you know, early January, my kids drew all these sidewalk chalks uh, outside on the driveway. And here we are a month, two months later, <laughs> they're still out there because it hasn't rained since. So, uh, you know, you know, here we are, thought, thought we were gonna have a great wet year and, and now it doesn't look like it anymore. There's, there's no rain in sight. So kind of, you know, what, what do we do when we have these dwindling water supplies and kind of, you know, what's, what's the plan right now? And that's the, that's the scary part, right? Because it's not just less water underground, it's less water from rain, less water from snow. We have canals that deliver water from the parts that do get uh, where water comes from uh, and and they're not being fixed so we're losing water and so there's there's so many questions to be answered one is uh, how do we um, manage our water more efficiently how do we repair our current infrastructure system so that we the very limited water that we have that we can get it delivered uh, to the communities that it serves but also um, what what is not working I think you know, the challenge in the state of California is that we have 
we have a lot of different entities or agencies that touch on water that really need to more effectively um, communicate with one another that creates other challenges for uh, the, the limited water supply that we have. So I think that I introduced Senate Bill 559 to repair the canals. That obviously had some hurdles. I mean, we had some successes in terms of getting some money uh, uh, to fund it. It still needs to be fully funded. It hasn't happened yet. I think that's that that's the plan I had and uh, continuing to push and move forward with it. But we don't really have a real, I would say, plan. I know that the Biden-Harris administration is working on an interagency uh, or has an interagency work group to address the drought uh, that is looking at many, many different aspects of how drought impacts um, communities. I think that Senate Bill 1219 is very similar in that set the sense that we need to figure out and have a sort of plan and interagency work group that works towards addressing the many issues that that the drought uh, will impact uh, California. Yeah, I guess you know something you touched upon is the bureaucracy of water, right? Uh, you know, you have the federal government, we have a state agency, we have local irrigation districts and stuff like that. Can you, you know, for our listeners who don't understand the bureaucracy of water, can you kind of give us an overview of of kind of the state's, you know, bureaucracy and the local governance bureaucracy kind of on how water's divvied up in the state? Yeah, look, I, I there's, uh, I think about close to 20 or if not a little over 20 uh, different agencies that uh, touch on, on water um, issues. We have the Department of um, Water Resources. We have the Water Resources Control Board. We have the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Uh, we have the, um, the uh, local water boards, we have the water commission. There's just, there's so many agencies that touch on different aspects from al allocation of water to water rights, which the water resources control board is responsible for, to infrastructure, um, infrastructure for local communities, uh, infrastructure for, <laughs> Uh, state, you know, statewide water supply, like, right. like dams and whatnot. So there's, there's a lot of bureaucracy that look, um, just last year, we had, uh, there was an attack on a on a water treatment plant in the Bay Area. And, uh, and it, it, it was an attack on, uh, it was a cyber attack. And so this is what, um, you know, less water supply around the world is going to create these types of challenges. And if we're, already beginning to see that those kinds of attacks uh, in the state and we're not protected, um, we're way behind. And uh, we need to have a, a system in, in California that works and that protects uh, the limited water supply and that protects Californians in every aspect that you can possibly think of because climate change is going to create just exactly those types of scenarios. And if not, it's going to make it worse. Right. You know, that's, that's interesting. You know, you're kind of talking about your canal bill and then you listed all those 20 agencies and, you know, I just started, you know, getting anxiety thinking about how to work with all those agencies to try to achieve something kind of, you know, there's gotta be a way to simplify this kind of what, kind of what are your thoughts to kind of streamlining this kind of bureaucracy to make it, you know, easier to achieve, you know, goals that work for all Californians. Well, look, I'm going to be honest and say that I, I wish that I had the 
perfect solution or the answer to that. And the reality is that um, that I that I don't because I don't know exactly every detail of, of the job that uh, someone that works in DWR or someone that works at the you know at the uh, Water Resource Control Board or or the EPA. And so that's why I think that the, the whole goal of SB 1219 is to bring this interagency work group together to be able to say, okay, this is what this, these are the different departments. This is where we can kind of, um, maybe we need some reorganization in right. this area or, I mean, that's the whole point of it is that how, how can we, how can they, the experts of that do the day-to-day -day work um, that see all the issues and challenges, but also the they have to see also the potential solutions to how do you better uh, work together and make right. sure that it's that it's simple. You know, yeah, a couple of months ago we had Dr. Marty Ralph come on, a climatologist, kind of talk about atmospheric rivers, and he was kind of going over kind of uh, you know working with the federal government. And a lot of a lot of things dealing with water are a bit antiquated, you know, dealing from the 1960s and things like that. Kind of, I guess, you know, in dealing with the, you know, the state water system, especially the state water control board, kind of, you know, how are you finding how it's antiquated and how maybe it might be, you know, able to kind of bring it up to modern times to help us deal with today's challenges? Well, every day I learn something new, I will admit. And uh, I'll say that just the, the fact that we have cyber attacks to try to poison right. water. I mean, who would ever thought in the 1960s, uh, and, and some laws even earlier that something of the sort would even happen where with just, you know, a little uh, moving of your computer, you can poison an entire community's water. Um, we didn't have that in mind. And that's why there's a, a major need to modernize uh, this. I've also been working and in, in, um, trying to learn a little bit more about the role that NASA is playing in terms of the research that they're doing and studying the, the future of deltas and water management and uh, you know there's just so much research that the people are working on that we need to just find more information there's a lot of technology out there that NASA is also working on and trying to measure water availability so these are all the types of things that we need to kind of bring in and and uh you know, figure out what what additional needs we may have. Uh, maybe the technology and the tools that uh, are being worked on at the moment are not enough that they need to be um, improved. And how do we improve those? But I think right. we have a system in place that we, we don't even know how much water is being uh, perhaps stolen or where exactly water is going that's you know all information that we need to be able to, to to collect and improve on but the tools and the resources uh are, are there's tools and resources out there already that we could bring in but i also think we need to look at the future of what additional tools and resources we need to be looking into as well it's kind of funny we spent we spend so much time talking about climate change and greenhouse gas emissions and rising temperatures and then offshoot a lot of on fires and how to prevent fires. It seems kind of like water is like the forgotten part of climate change. Kind of, I guess what what kind of things are, are funding that you think you know we're kind of missing out on that we, you know we can do better here as a state, especially kind of with these kind of record budget surpluses we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think there's. Uh, I learned that there's the ability to do um, a carbon. Uh, 
carbon sequestration uh, in deltas, but they call it, I believe, blue carbon. There's money that could go into research to do uh, to do some of that. There's, uh, you know, just there's. I'm sure there's a whole lot out there of, uh, in terms of investments uh, that could be done in terms of figuring out how much water availability we have in the state. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a whole lot, uh, but I think particularly I, the area that I'm really focused in on on food, because everybody talks about, you know, water availability, building more dams, more storage and all this. But right. I think we also have to kind of look at consumption and how do we reduce consumption? And I think the first thing that people think is like, okay, well, we have to be able to uh, tell people they have to reduce when they can, uh, you know, water their lawns. But the reality is that that we have to look at how do we reduce consumption in terms of you know, the food that we eat, the food that we grow, um, how much you know, food we're growing and, and, and what is what is the demand and need in California and beyond. Those are the types of things that I think are going to really help in terms of reducing the, 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 the demand and helping with less water available as right. uh, climate change gets worse. Yeah, kind of, you know, touching upon kind of like the, the state water control board, kind of, I guess, you know, how do you get appointed to the state water control board? And, and you know, do they necessarily have, you know, a background in, in water? So it, they get appointed by, uh, by the governors, by, by the governor, and they get to serve on the term, I believe, for four years. And I believe they're, I think it's preferred that they have some experience in the water space. And uh, I, but I don't exactly know if if it's mandatory for them to have um, water expertise. But as I said, water touches on so many, it, it touches so many aspects of our life that it's not just having, you know, an engin- engineering degree in some, you know, area of water or water related uh, topic. It's it's about how water impacts food, how water impacts health, how water mm-hmm. impacts every aspect uh, of our life that you can think of, how it impacts energy. Those are the things that I, I would say that we're not necessarily think of, thinking about, but we should be thinking about talking about it and acting on it as well. And I guess, I think you just answered this, but kind of, you know, how is your blue ribbon commission kind of the right approach then? It brings stakeholders together. It brings the people that do the work uh, that, um, Look, the bill is not perfect. There's still some amendments that need to be done, but the mm-hmm. whole idea is to bring uh, an, inter- an interagency work group together to do this blue commission to come out with recommendations and actions that we need to take to be able to uh, live and deal with having less water. Um, and and it's not just uh, the you know someone from the water board. It it should be how water impacts every aspect of our life as as i mentioned uh, from health to uh, food the availability of food because we know that by 2050 there's supposed to be about one third less water around the world and the people are going to be living near a basin that is water uh, deficient but we also know that there's more than likely going to be one third less food and we also know that there's a connection between good nutritious food and health, so um, there's there's consequences to just having uh, less water, and so mm-hmm. that's that's why we need to bring all these different stakeholders together. 
isn't there any good news in the future? You know, (laughs) (laughs) up to the blue ribbon panel, they're going to figure out the good news for us. Well, you know, I think that um, I have a lot of hope in people. Uh, People inspire me. And I think that there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there and, and I think that we can make it happen. We can make the solutions. We can make it work. Uh, the question is, can we come together? Can mm-hmm. we come together to figure it out? And I'll tell you, I've been getting uh, a little bit of a hard time from from some people on, you know, perhaps this being a bad idea. But I think it's, uh, for me, a, a perfect opportunity to talk about how water is it, it, less water is not just less water is not just about um you know building dams or storage there's a whole lot more other consequences that having less water uh, means and we need to be looking at those and 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 planning for those as well yeah how how could be uh planning for a future with less water a bad idea can can you expand on that (laughs) what are you even hearing yeah and and well and i i think that uh the challenge is that it's already happening but we're not taking any action on any part of it, mm-hmm. which is the frustrating part. Um, and I think that uh, there's there's always, you know, whether th- there's always some sort of fight in politics, right? And especially when it comes to water. And I just, I, I think, you know, there's no excuses. We all need to just come together. We need to work together. We need to figure it out because there's just too much at stake. And uh, I, I, I just... Uh, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Right. Yeah. I guess there's, there's, I guess what two options, right? You either create more water, uh, or you figure out a way to live with less water. So, you know, probably. Or you die. Water is life. (laughs) 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 Exactly. The grim future. Oh man. So, you know, we just, we just had the bill introduction deadline what a couple of weeks ago, kind of what's your bill package looking like and what are, what are some of the other things you're going to be working on this year? Uh, so also the medical board, making sure that we bring some accountability and transparency there. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of cases that have been coming out of uh, you know, Bakersfield, uh, the, the district that I represent, and make sure that patients have a voice in the disciplinary action of doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working on, on providing a guaranteed income sort of type program for farm workers. Uh, because we know that they work very hard, uh, sometimes in extreme condition, extreme heat conditions, uh, and we want to be able to uh, improve their 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 living situation by additional income. We are also working on providing uh, uh, funds and some additional safeguards around uh, water and food. Uh, cybersecurity, making sure that uh, businesses that are the deal with food that or that grow food, uh, but also communities that deal to manage water are protected from cyber attacks. I think that's that's something that that's really important. Right. And yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things that that we're working on, but a lot of it will be around uh, around water and 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 healthcare, making sure that we better protect uh, the the communities across the state. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, some things you guys will you know be diving into 
committee season here pretty soon. And then, then the state budget, you know, where we're, you know, looking to have $40 billion surplus. What are some of the, the things that you're looking at for your district kind of um, out of the state budget? Well, one, I mean, I'm going to push and I'm going to continue to mention it until, until it makes sense is making sure that the, the, you know, the canals here that go through the Central Valley, but provide uh, water for 31 million Californians are fixed. And that means more, more funding for uh, fixing these canals, uh, which was part of my Senate Bill 559. Uh, uh, there's a lot of infrastructure needs uh, from getting additional uh, fire trucks to communities uh, uh, to um, also uh, water tanks, emergency water tanks as well. So there's uh, there's a lot of funding needs in the Valley all the time, but that's that's kind of prioritizing around healthcare and water is what, what we're what we're going to be doing. You know, there's there was so much in the infrastructure bill federally. Uh, how much is that? Do you know is allocated to kind of the Central Valley? I don't have an exact number with me at the moment, but I know there it, there's not an exact number for the Central Valley. There's a number for Western states, mm -hmm. uh, which I know uh, a lot of uh, uh, individuals from from the Central Valley were part of this coalition to help push to get that money for the for Western states. So I'm hoping that that will provide a part of the funding that these canals need, but we know that they need uh, much more. And the part that I'm asking for is only one third of, of, of the total cost. Uh, the other third would ideally come from the feds and then the other third would come from the locals. Right. You know, it's such a shame, you know, we, we passed that gas tax and there's so much money going to, to roads and bridges and things like that. It seems like, you know, that we neglected to include maybe some water infrastructure included in that. Uh, need a separate income source for that, but much needed as, as that, that stuff is quite antiquated, I, I, I'm sure. I agree. It really is. It's antiquated. We need to, we, we need, we need to fix them. We need to fix, we need to fix all, all sorts of things when it comes to water. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and, yeah. you know, just kind of at the, the tip of the iceberg right now. Right. Um, so, you know, excited to kind of see how, how your legislation uh, kind of makes its way through the, the process. I guess, you know, have you got a committee date for its com first committee hearing yet? No, we do not. We don't have a committee hearing date. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So uh, uh, what, and what's the bill number again? SB 1219. 1219. Okay. Well, we'll, We'll keep our eyes out for SB 1219 and see how it goes through the process and uh, looking forward to seeing the dialogue. Okay. Likewise. Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you later and see how it goes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.